Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Hi, it's Mo, and you are listening to Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to sex, dating, and relationships that are outside of the box, non-normative, and designed to inspire you to live more authentically and by your own rules. By breaking down myths and looking at social constructs, my goal is to inspire you to have a better, safer, more informed sex, dating, and love life. No rock unturned. Now that is rock and roll. My name is Mo, and today I have a very special guest, Romina Rosales from Queens of the Underworld Project. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. The, did I say it right? Queens of the Underworld Project? Queens of the Underworld and okay. Queens Project, yeah. Okay, okay, and it's Romina Rosales. That's right. Okay, so why don't we just jump right in and why don't you tell us what Queens of the Underworld is? You know, it changes like every other month, but the basis is I wanted um, a safe space for sex workers to um learn about anxiety and CPTSD and um, broken foundations and um, all the things that I had no clue that I was raised with and I had suffered from. Right. Um, Okay. So um, you said anxiety? Huge one. Yeah. Huge one. Uh Uh-huh. You said CPTSD. So let's tell the audience what that is. Well, my, I mean, you're the, <laughs> well, this is, I, when you're a sex worker, you um, witness trauma, like, repeatedly. It's like every night something happens to you. So, if I'm correct, CPTSD is, like, reoccurring, right? PTSD is from before. Right. And how it shows up in those ways. Mm-hmm. But CPTSD is stuff that happens Concurrent, like ongoing. Concurrent and yeah. ongoing. Yeah. And um, and PTSD for folks out there stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And originally, it was a diagnosis that came out in the '60s when the soldiers were coming back from the Vietnam War. But what happened was they discovered that the trauma actually—you don't have to go to war. You don't have to be a soldier in Vietnam to experience trauma. In fact, trauma happens for a variety of reasons. Um, It can happen from abuse, it can happen from watching something, it can happen from um, experiencing just a breakup or rejection. divorcing, Mm -hmm. losing a pet, Mm -hmm. moving. Yep, losing a job, getting fired. Oh my gosh. A lot of things um, that are unexpected and completely sort of like like rattle your world can create a post-traumatic stress disorder reaction. And some of the symptoms of ongoing PTSD are like um, nightmares, severe anxiety, um, you know, hypervigilance or paranoia, like hypervigilance where you're constantly like looking over your shoulder. Isolation. Yeah. Feeling of worthlessness, mm-hmm. depression. In- inability to trust people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so it's, it's, and it's pretty pre- preve- prevalent. It's pretty prevalent in our society. Um, so I think it's a really important thing that we talk about. And I'm really excited to hear, you know, how your experience and yeah. that you're helping people, you know, get in touch with this aspect of of their lives. Yeah, you know, I got clean in 2010, and okay. I was on drugs for 12 years. Okay. And um, once I got clean, I had all these feelings and emotions, and I did not know how to cope with them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going to act out on my behavior with overspending, sex, 
mm-hmm. you know, every uh, every way that I could right. besides drugs. And right. then um, right. I put myself into therapy. I was in DBT, EMDR, like talk group therapy, every kind Everything. of thing, uh-huh. therapy that I could put myself in. And I started learning that. I started learning coping skills. Okay. Great. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, just something as simple. Uh-huh. Is like Sata Nama, which uh-huh. is my queen's love, is like a is an immediate distraction technique to take you away from those invasive, intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. that make you spiral down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that is sort of like a meditation, something you've learned in meditation. Yeah, it's like a Kundalini uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, mudra, and um, it's helped me tremendously. My queens love it. Okay. So um, a lot of organizations are Christian, Christian-based, faith-based. A lot of organizations are, like, push yoga or Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to try to change sex workers, and I didn't agree with any of that. Mm. I've, yeah, there's the hookers for Jesus. I'm familiar with that. Cupcake girls, treasures, which I love. They, I go uh-huh. to their classes. But uh-huh. for a person like myself that is agnostic, yeah, Right. That's not going to lure me in. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That's not. I'm not going to want to hear anything that you have to say. Right. So yeah. I wanted to create my own thing because I realized in my adventures that I never had anything. So I wanted to have these little things that I learned be accessible mm-hmm. to my queens, my underdogs, the marginalized. Mm-hmm. You know, people yeah. that don't get to go to therapy. Right. Right. People that don't even know that there's techniques, coping skills out there. So right. I wanted to just right. teach the little tiny bit that I know to people that would listen. And it's it's incredible, the response that I'm getting. That's great. So you were starting to talk about trauma mm. and how you're saying that the women experience trauma every day. Every day. So I'd love to hear more about that. Now, now is this... Is this the trauma that, like, are you talking about, like, in a dance club, like, in a strip club, or is it out on the streets, the women that are working on the streets, like... Oh, I mean, it's, like, trauma overall, I mean, it's, it's, it's a survival sex worker, which I hate that phrase, but so you guys can understand, if it's a girl on the street, um, she has a pimp, um, that could be traumatic in itself, right? Like a daily trauma. A daily like trauma. Like living with, living with abuse almost. Living even, with right? it. Supposed abuse because I'm sure not all pimps are abusive. I don't want to generalize Right, them. I'm not right. anti-pimp and that lets make that clear. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Because they suffer from the same trauma that we did. Sure, sure. And um, uh, being on the street, having to constantly be aware of your, or assess your situation, make, getting out of cars, getting beat up, getting raped and getting robbed. Getting into cars. Getting into cars. Mm-hmm. Having someone enter your body that you wouldn't otherwise, that's trauma. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so you're saying that even the work itself can be traumatic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I really do. Okay. And a lot of people, some people, don't agree with me. Right, you know. Well, I did see a post that you had posted on Instagram the other day, maybe yesterday, about um, how some people have enough privilege to choose sex work as a as a profession and do it for a little while, perhaps, um, and then some others don't have that have that privilege. And that leads to my situation. I was um, in and out of group homes and foster 
shelter homes and placement, and I had absolutely no home training. Like, I wasn't taught anything. And when I mean anything, like, about my period, about mm. my body, I was given books okay. and art supplies. That was it. Okay. And, um, so I've lost for another one. It's okay. You were saying... Oh, um, how I started. Yeah. Um, I think I said, um... Some people don't choose to be. Right, right, right. The, 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 the privilege that some people have, right, and some people don't. Right. Right. So um, I was exploited by my best friend. I didn't have food at home. My mother was being abused by my father. I um, hadn't developed any kind of self-care or self-esteem or even value. Okay. And um, to me, going to someone's house and making a quick, it was 100 bucks. Okay. A quick hundred bucks meant the world to me because I had food. Uh-huh. I had, like, whatever, you know, I had money to buy the little things that I wanted, and that's how it started for me. I see. And how old were you? I was 17. Okay. So, at 17, it sounds like a friend got you into this. Yes. Okay. And you um, all of a sudden were able to make some quick money. I was able to, and I went nuts with it. Okay. I went okay. really nuts with it. And then I had a couple of pimps, and then I realized I don't like having pimps yeah you know what I mean I didn't like uh, giving my money to somebody mm-hmm. I, I know it works for a lot of people though I really do I know okay. a lot of queens that have folks that take good care of them so okay yeah and so I mean a pimp's job basically is to kind of organize their work right it's like a manager okay like a manager right okay and just like any other relationship there is the possibility of it being unhealthy right now the reason that I'm different is because I don't push pimps away okay I I refuse to do it okay um besides the fact that they suffer from the same trauma that we did right pimps actually refer their girls to me oh interesting to breathe to breathe to Uh look at my meditations Mm -hmm. they say they're called folks so my queens are like, hey, my folks told me to go on your page and check your stuff out because it'll help me. Wow. So imagine if I would have been anti-pimp like almost every freaking organization is, I wouldn't get <laughs> those little girls. Right, right. Coming to me. Right. And that's huge. Right. And that's worth every backlash and shit I get talked about. <laughs> right. Just to, for those little girls that right. message me that. Right. So you get shit, people talk shit about you? <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> what would they say? <laughs> oh, my God. They say that I'm a pimp supporter. But it's like <laughs> the girls that talk, I mean, it's like internet white American girls that have gone to college that have no idea what L.A. living is like. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? That. So it's like, it's nonsense. Okay. It, it's okay. just, it's ridiculous. You know, if you haven't lived like I've lived, if you haven't experienced the things that I have, if you haven't taken even just the the few trainings mm-hmm. that I've taken, trying to understand trauma on a broader base. Right. And like C-Sec especially, you can't say anything. You can't make a comment. And I understand that they're speaking from their trauma. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. But, Yeah. So you used the word C-sec just a second ago. So let's tell the audience what that stands for. So I don't know the exact sexually exploited children that have been sexually exploited. And I just took these two trainings. I shouldn't. <laughs> I just went to C-sec all the time. I, I, yeah, I don't know the exact. What, what sexually exploited children. Yeah. Okay. 
And so what do you, uh, so the trainings that you do, you work with, actually work with the children? Actually, I'm getting my first gig working with children. Okay. At, on the 24th, CAF, this organization hired me, who's a, like a major anti-labor and anti-trafficking organization. Oh. They hired me to teach sexually trafficked and exploited youth mindfulness on the beach. Wow. I know. That's amazing. I can't believe it. It's like my dream is coming true. Because I was one of those kids, you know, and I had to go through all of this to gain the relatability and the knowledge and just to be able to go back right, and do what I want. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, um, I had an esthetician business. I remember okay. I, was, I was turning 40 and I was like, I, I love my existential crises because they really... <laughs> life-changing uh-huh. right. and I was like I'm gonna be almost I had the best sugar daddy his name was Dante it's rich Italian I had like every Louis Vuitton and mm-hmm. like everything mm-hmm. but I didn't feel um, spiritually or like just I didn't feel like I was living my personal best right for whatever reason I had every material thing I need I could ever want right but um so I sold my Louis Vuittons and I put myself in esthetician school okay and I started doing that, and I had my business. I didn't want to dance anymore. I was nearing 40, and I was just getting too old and too grouchy to deal with the guys, and it okay. wasn't worth the money sure. anymore. Right. It wasn't worth the money anymore. Not anymore. Okay. I mean, and sometimes we need, just need a change, right, in right. life. Yeah. And I needed a change. Yeah. I really yeah. did. I've been doing this since I was 20 years old. I'm going to say Um. So I, I went to esthetician school. I loved it, and my main focus was, because I wanted to stay pretty. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like, I was getting, I was nearing 40. I've always been um, concentrated on my aesthetics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, the on work my, the work probably requires you to yeah. be, I mean, to look your best. At all times. Know. Being a stripper, being a sex worker, like, yeah. if you don't look good, you don't eat. Right. 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 And that's, so, it's so much pressure. That's a lot of work. It's yeah. so much pressure. I imagine. So I spent all these years cultivating my outside, but not my inside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went to esthetician school and started my own business, and it was going great. And then I met my husband, who was abusive, and I started losing clients. Okay. And I just couldn't emotionally handle it anymore. So I was mm. sitting on the toilet in the dressing room one night. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, what is my path? What is my purpose? Like, really trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking around. I'm like, well, why are all of us here? Like, total crisis mode, you know? Right. Why are all, you know, and I mentioned in that Playboy article, it's like, I have this friend, McDreamy, who reads Tolstoy for fun. And I'm like, why is she here? You know, I understand why some of us, but like, why, you know, we're, we're so capable and bright. Why are we here? Mm. So I printed out the sex worker survey. Okay. And I didn't realize then it was like an ACES okay. study, uh-huh. the Adverse Childhood Experiences study, which okay. I'm so huge on. I'm a number nine, by the way. That's pretty. <laughs> I'm not familiar oh, with yeah, ACES. I like, I haven't, I mean, I remember studying about that maybe in grad school. The ACES are like, um, experiences that you had as a uh-huh. youth before 18 uh-huh. that were detrimental to your like well-being so like if mm-hmm. you had a mom or a, a parent that was in oh, jail okay. someone that was abused uh-huh. um, on drugs if you were beaten if you had food like I don't know you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I scored like almost to the top on that one and then I realized that a lot of my friends did too mm-hmm and um, I was like what the heck am I gonna do with this information like I had no idea so then I had girls write stories about their life. Mm-hmm. 
and then I saw, I realized that we had so much in common. And um, I named it Queens of the Underworld but because when I was a young stripper and I was high, I was a really good hustler. And my friend Tandy would call me Queen of the Underworld. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I started a Facebook page, an Instagram account, and I now I'm... Now you're Mama Romina, Queen. Now I'm Mama Queen. <laughs> Mama Queen. Mama Romy, you know, and I'm giving back and 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 doing what I wish I would have had. And it's so fulfilling. Like, I could do it 24-7. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So now are you still working? You know what? I've gained so much weight from not dancing okay. that I feel uncomfortable. Okay. Um, I'll go in like three times a month. Okay. Now I got a job for with Nola Brantley. Okay. Who um, was like her and this lady. I always forget her name, but she's very important. <laughs> and they started. They worked with what's her name? I forgot her name. Anyway, she's from New York, and she started Gems. And so Nola Brantley started Missy up in Oakland, and they're like trafficking awareness organizations. Mm, okay. So her and this lady got together and, like, made people aware of what sex trafficking was. Like, no one had a clue. Oh, okay. And so she's built, like, an empire from this. Oh, and I she, And I am blessed to work for her. Wow. And I, it, it's incredible. Okay. It's what incredible. do you do for her? I do data entry. Oh, nice. Well, no, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But um, I know this is the beginning of being um, – a facilitator. Uh-huh. All my girlfriends that work for NOLA or uh-huh. are contracted out by, by NOLA Brantley, they get to teach Department of Mental Health and oh. Social. So this is like I have to get learn the foundation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm learning how to speak, like saying words like engage or capacity. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And that, is that why you're taking all these trainings that you've been talking about, like yeah. the CSAC? And, I have to. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, okay. I didn't even realize that I was trafficked. That I was trafficked oh. until I started taking all these trainings. I just thought, you know, I was young. I was in. So because you, somebody exploited you, it's considered being trafficked. Yeah. Okay. Well, my friend exploited me. The right. pimp trafficked me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, because I think you know, just tip that you know, in general society, when we hear sex trafficking, we think of. Girls that are brought over from another country that, too. Um, that are forced into sex work here. But you're saying that you can be forced into sex work even as a young American citizen that maybe oh still, still lives at home with her parents. Yeah. Well, I was in placement and I was like, oh, in I was on a visit. Okay. But oh my gosh, it's happening everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, okay. if you don't grow up with food or nurturing or learned values or core values, any kind of values at all, mm-hmm. um, a young person is going to seek validation mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. they can get it. Right. And traffickers have, the one, there's like different kinds, right? Mm-hmm. So like some traffickers have the gift of gab. That's their hustle. They cultivated the language and, and um, the psychology mm-hmm. and that market. Right. And so it worked for me. Oh. I mean, just being able to have money to eat, right, was incentive enough. Oh yeah, to be to do what they said. Yeah, to just go along with it. Yeah, I mean, after, okay. and then after a while, I was like, "Fuck this!" This is. <laughs> so I mean, I think that's the other the other piece is when you're being trafficked. There's this kind of um, 
I feel like we all think that you can't get out of it. Like it's really difficult to get out of. Can you speak on that a little bit? I'm different. Okay. I've always had that boldness. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just, uh, they call me a renegade, by the way. You know? <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm yeah. the renegade. I'm the okay. one that's not going to do shit she doesn't want to do ever. Right, right. But um, it's different every situation. Right. You know, I mean, you've got that trauma bond. Uh-huh. Right? You have, and even in regular relationships, people suffer through trauma bonds. So imagine... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A person with a high A score, a, a young girl that's never had love, well, there's that guy that's never going to leave her. All you got to do is make me some money, baby. But it's not his fault either. He is not the bad guy, in my opinion, because he grew up... In the similar kind of In the similar environment. environment. And if you're a young person of color and you live in a poor neighborhood with messed up parents, what are your choices? Your choices are to be a pimp, a drug dealer, a musician, a thief. I mean, I'm speaking on a real general basis, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. usually that's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Right, right. And what is the most glamorous one? A pimp? (laughs) I mean, come on, you know, that's... And probably the easiest, right? And the easiest, you know? Yeah, yeah. And probably the least risky, and probably the rest, right? Well, because, I mean, as a musician, I think, you you know, that's... It's a gamble. That's a gamble. As a drug dealer, that's really risky. That's right. Right? The cops are looking for you all the time. But pimps are probably, you know, sliding past the radar on a, on a lot of... Yeah. On a regular... And like working girls get out of jail like this. They get out of jail like Yeah, that. well, they get arrested for prostitution. They're out in a couple of days, maybe in a couple of hours. They don't right. take them in. Right. So it's like you get your girl back. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm neutral on it. And that's why people have a lot of problems with me. What do you mean you're neutral on it? Like, you like I'm not going to make pimps the bad guy. Right, right. Well, they're just part of the system as well, you're they're saying. They're part of, I mean, right. if I knew the words, like, I don't, I've never been to college. I don't know how, I, all I know is that the universe gave me this thing and I'm doing right. the best that I can with it. But it, it is part of the system. Right, right. It's right. part of the broken, broken racist system. Broken racist, patriarchal. Oh, I thought I said I would never say that word in my <laughs> life. What? Patriarchal. <laughs> patriarchal. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because that's when when we think of pimps, we think of abusive, um, misogynistic, you know, macho, machismo. You think of all of those those types of things. And you know what? I haven't met every pimp in the world, and let's just say the majority of them are. Right. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that most pimps in this world are fucking horrible. Well, guess what? Men, with men, the victim became the predator. Mm. Right. So what are we going to do? Yes, it's wrong to hit women. Yes, it's wrong to abuse women. But it's wrong to have abused the abuse. I don't know. I could go. I I don't know. But I think that you're onto something there. I do. I really do. I think that, you know, we do... You know, we 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 have a lot of we emphasize a lot getting these women out of sex trafficking, like getting them out and protecting them and saving them and and whatnot. But the traffickers are still out there, and if they're not getting arrested and put in jail, um, which they they might be, which isn't really solving the problem anyway, right? And if you're actually, are you teaching the the pimps 
the these skills as well. I have the traffickers. We'll call them traffickers. No, I don't want to <laughs> call them that. I, you can. Okay. I will not call them that. Okay. I'll just call them the sixteens. Um, they there's a couple that listen to me. Okay. And um, and I and I and I have developed for whatever it's worth relationships with him through communicating with him on Instagram or having mm. FaceTime. And one of them mm-hmm. said to me, Ramina, let's just say I wanted to change my life. Mm-hmm. Let's say I just was fed up and I, I really wanted to make a drastic change. If I go up to that social worker and they ask me and I go through all the questions and they ask me, well, what were you doing? What was your career? And I say, pimp, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen to them? Right. Right away. So he's like, I feel like I'm stuck in this guy. Right. It's a stigmatized job as well. It, right? That's another word I need to learn. It <laughs> is a stigmatized job. And this yeah. guy that I'm speaking about is produces do, uh, films. He does about the stock market. He, um, I, I am familiar with a couple of his girls, and he's very kind to them. He's, mm. he's brilliant. He's a rare, sounds like a rarity in the pimp world. Well, Maybe. I haven't met all the pimps, but the ones, the few that I have connected with are like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful. And they, I mean, I, I'm just, that's why I don't want to push them away mm-hmm. because, I don't know, my son is young, a young black man. He could be a pimp. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's right. like. He grew up with me as his mom. Right, right, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. So, I, I just can't judge. I could never judge anyone. I cannot judge anyone ever. I can't. Mm-hmm. I refuse to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, um, so you teach these women meditation skills. You teach them to understand anxiety and maybe even understand their trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, my the the one that's been like the biggest hit is legs up the wall exercise. Mm, the legs up the wall exercise is where they're like laying on their back and their legs are like literally up the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels really good instantly. And I guide them through a meditation and we say affirmations. And this this exercise is especially good for women that have been on their feet all night. Love it, love it. So. I remember um, there was this one girl, this one queen, and she had blisters on her feet. Hmm. And her, her, this guy wasn't really nice, but this guy made her go back out on the blade with blisters, bleeding blisters. And so I told her, honey, when you get home, soak your feet, do legs up the wall to get the circulation going, mm-hmm. and ask your folks if you can wear boots tonight. She was, I'm scared. I go, just fucking ask. And then I had to tell her, tell him that if you're more comfortable, you can make more money. Mm. So, I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. do you see where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah. Like, if I push him away, I'm, I'm not helping her. Right. Right. And and if she if she's in the situation and she's not ready to leave it yet, then supporting her where she's at, right? So that's what, yes. Yeah. Supporting them where they're at. Where they're at. She's left him. Oh, she has. Okay. okay. Now she's left him. Interesting. Okay. And she's working on self-care. Wow. That's yeah. excellent. I know. It's crazy. That's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, I understand that women can't always leave. No. You know, that's... I mean, like, I was in a, 
abusive relationship I couldn't leave and he was just my husband. Right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. If and women it, can't, if people can't leave abusive relationships, it's the same kind abusive of jobs, then how are we supposed to expect them to be able to just leave their pimp or yeah. that they're, you know, someone who's trafficking? I don't them. ask anyone to leave. I don't ask anyone to stop, ever. Because mm-hmm. every fucking buddy else does that. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. else does that. Mm-hmm. I think that you're such a great person to be doing this because you've experienced your own trauma. You have your own anxiety. <laughs> you deal with all of it. I'm sure you're still dealing with it as you grow, you know, at different yeah. points, you know. Of course. I suffer. I mean, like, I just got out of a depression, like, little state mm-hmm. um, a couple of days ago. No, yesterday. <laughs> I was in it for a couple of days, and then now I'm okay today. And I... And Sometimes I wonder, like, why is anyone listening to me when I feel so fucked? Right, when you're having your your own issues. But I yeah. think it's because I do have these issues mm-hmm. that people are listening to me because um, I understand that sometimes I can't get up. And right. you know what? That's okay. Right, right. So it's And I have to realize that I'm not a bad person. I'm not a piece of shit. I don't deserve to die. It's just that at this moment... I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Given all the trauma that I've survived, it's perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to allow myself to feel like shit. <laughs> if, and stay yeah. in bed and eat and whatever the heck Whatever I you do. need, what you need, you're allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And take that space for yourself. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess, what, what, else, what else do you do in life? What else is going on for you, Romina? Hmm. <laughs> well... Um, so you dance like three times a month. Yeah. I'm, if, you, I, if I could um, lose some weight, I'd probably do it four times a month. Okay. I'm getting, um, I'm teaching in, um, I'm facilitating a class at Yoga for Healing Trauma. My friend Jill in Toledo, who is a former sex worker and founded this amazing organization called Yoga for Healing Trauma. Wow. And she goes into prisons and institutions, and she's just fantastic. She's such a superhero to me. That's cool. And so I'm teaching her uh-huh. training in October, which is insanely fantastic. That's exciting. Oh my! I mean, like for my for the woman that I look up to, mm-hmm. to hire me to teach in the class that I just took in March. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, what is going on? You know? <laughs> right. I don't even know words like patriarchy or engaged. <laughs> you know, I'm learning all this stuff, and I'm, like, teaching people stuff. It's, it's, but the stuff that you're teaching is from the heart. You don't need to know big words to tell ladies to, to soak their feet and put their legs up the wall and to say positive affirmations to right. themselves. Like the, thing, the reason I think it works is because I don't know those big words. Yeah. Because I tell, you can relate to them yeah. on their level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I tell them, get your fucking legs up. What the fuck are you doing? Right. And they're like, okay, mom, and they put their legs up. If I would have said, like, you're a shining being of light. You deserve to feel good. They'd be like, Who are, don't Who? talk to me that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't get it. So I think because I'm so ornery <laughs> right. naturally right. without trying, that it, yeah. it just really works. Yeah. Like you, like we were talking about, you have to meet them where they're at. I have to meet them and myself where I'm at. Yeah. I have to remember yeah. that, too. <laughs> Well, I, I did have one more question. Okay, go. Um, what is next for you, and what is next for the queens? I don't know. I'm getting hired to teach right now, which is fantastic. Um, I just came out with some merch. Oh. 
And that helps me. Um, That's cool. When I go on outreach, because I love uh-huh. to go to outreach and help the sex workers on Skid Row. So Okay, so what does that mean when you go on outreach to Skid Row? So what I love to do is I love to get, like, little goodie bags or clothes or whatever I can gather up and just to pass them out to the, to the, to the people on the street. Wow. And, um, I mean, I get... I get like thigh high white patent leather high heel boots and they go crazy or whatever mm-hmm. strippers usually mm-hmm. stripper clothes or okay okay high jeans whatever I can get my hands on I just drive around by myself like I don't get scared I don't know why like I'll go late at night and um that, so Skid for those of you who don't live in Los Angeles a, Skid Row is it's like a, the most destitute part of town you could ever imagine and most people would be terrified to go to but for my five foot butt for some reason I like I I, I my heart beats there yeah well there's probably nothing to be afraid of there know? really is it's just a lot people. of propaganda around people that are homeless crack whores all that type of stuff well I mean you should be a little scared because if you don't know your way around and if if you act scared then you're gonna you know, there's a you could get robbed or raped or beaten. You know right, what I mean? But right. it's, um, I don't know. People see my heart and see what I do. So I've I've always had really good experiences. So mm-hmm. queensoftheunderworld.com if you want to support that. So Queens is starting to make me money, just like barely. Wow. And it's like I can't. I mean, I, I do my job in the day, data entry, mm-hmm. Nona Brantley, mm-hmm. which I'm so blessed that this person actually saw me mm-hmm. and my work. Um, so I have guided meditations that I do. You can order on my website, anxiety wow. relief and stuff like that. I had a, a queen from the UK do one wow. the other day. It was like, I was so proud of myself. But, um, what's next is just more trainings. I, I love getting certificates. Okay. I love getting trained. Um, my dream would be to have a, a house. Mm-hmm. Like for queens, you know what I mean. Oh, I would love queens. that. Like I would love that. And what would be in this house? It would be like, you know, just uh, meditation and and it would be like a placement, but for oh, like a place for women to come if they're like maybe transitioning out or something like that. Or still in, because I don't. Mm. The ones that are still in need. need there's it, enough help for people that are transitioning out. I see. Okay. There's no help. Besides Queens, I mean, I can't think of it. Okay. Really? I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna guess. I don't know of any. Uh Uh-huh. You've never heard of any that are helping women that are actually in it right now. That don't want to get out. That, that, yeah, that are where they are because they need to be for whatever reason. Right. And I think that's why I'm getting such a good response. Yeah. Because there's nothing out there like that. There's not. And I wish I had money. I could make it so huge, but that's going to come. But um, I think that's brilliant. Like, think about it. So you're actually working with the women that are still in it and haven't even been able to. Like take- pre-contemplative stage. Right. Pre-contemplation. <laughs> I love the five stages of change. Like, but, mm-hmm. but even. Mm-hmm. But that's the most important part of change is that pre-contemplation part. Because once this change starts to happen, that part is maybe a little bit like. It's just, you know, one foot in front of the next. But putting that first foot yeah, sometimes the hardest. It is the hardest. But, like, for me, the only reason I got out is because I'm old and grouchy and I gained weight and I just can't be nice. I mean, I, if I was going to go back into sex work full time, I would be a dominatrix. That's 
or my frame, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. capital punishment all the way. Mm-hmm. But um, I would love to have a home for them, meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. A place where they can come and just chill out and do some legs up the wall. and Maybe take some trainings while they're mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like I did. Right, right. You know? That sounds great. Yeah. Well, I think it sounds all really fabulous what you're doing. I'm I really can't believe excited. it, yeah. That's really amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, and I actually met R- met Romina on Instagram yeah. as well because I think you were following the temples and brothels. Oh stuff. yeah, that movie was it was so good. The documentary, I oh, loved it. Well, it, I think it's interesting because the, those women, most of them, do have that privilege where they can choose what they want to do. Right. <laughs> See, I, I I prefer the ones not prefer. I work with the ones that don't have a choice. Right. Right. Those are the ones. Like, you know, I'm the whitest immigrant ever, you know what I mean? But what about my, my brown girls? Yeah. You know what I mean? They they suffer. So the ones that that don't have a choice, really don't have a choice. What about right. my trans? They don't have a right. choice. Right. What about people with severe anxiety or, or disabilities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That don't have a choice. That can't that do that. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I'm really excited. And, um, all right. Well, this has been great. Do you have anything else before we... Okay. So I just want to say that you have to see what others can't see. You know what I mean? Um, It's so much deeper than what you think. It's so much deeper than someone being a whore or a slut or 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 a piece of shit vagrant motherfucker. Whatever. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm cursing so much, but but seriously, it's so much more than that. It's, It's humans having having an experience. Humans trying to survive the best way that they can, the best way that I can, because I'm one of them. So um, just be be kind. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Try to help somebody. Yeah. Try to look beyond the exterior, right? Yeah. Try to look be- beyond someone's career, because everyone's trying to do the best that they can. Everybody in every situation in every job is just trying to do the best that they can with what they know and with what they have. Mm-hmm. With what they've been given. And what they've been given, mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good advice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Thank you so Yay. much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>